Thank you for supporting Overcomers Christian Center. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message leaves you feeling empowered and equipped. Book of Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and verse 6. Notice what it says in the Word of God. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. I want us to look also at Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 3. Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 3. A scripture that we will emphasize this morning. It reads as follows. To receive the instruction of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. I want you to notice that when Solomon penned this writing, as he was giving the introduction, he wanted his readers to understand that instructions are being given. What type of instructions? Wisdom is given instruction. Justice is given instruction. Justice is given instruction. And equity is given instruction. Now, he said it's up to us as believers to receive it. It's up to us as believers to receive it. What are we receiving? Notice this, what he says. Now, I want to emphasize this because I think this is so important. Godly wisdom, godly justice, godly judgment, and godly equity. Based on what it's read to you, I want to talk to you for a few minutes on this topic. Trust in the Lord wholeheartedly, and he will give you wisdom for life. Trusting the Lord wholeheartedly, and notice this, he will give you wisdom for life. As a subtopic, we'll talk about the benefits of acknowledging the one true God. Benefits can be defined as an advantage or a profit. It's the ability to gain something. And from a natural perspective, we some of us might have can relate to compensation benefits on the job, such as paid vacation, paid sick leave, retirement plans, life insurance insurance choices, investment options. If you're a business owner, you can also relate to the uh, benefit of having satisfaction of personal achievement in your business. Medical benefits is another benefit option. Medical insurance, dental insurance, disability insurance, and so forth. Also, if you live with your parents, it's living at with your parents' benefit. I don't know if you ever, but sometimes I try to go back to that benefit, but I guess it's a little bit too late now. Benefit of not being head of households, such as not responsible for paying the mortgage, the taxes, the insurance, utilities. You know that free Wi-Fi you get at home? That's not free all the way around. Now y'all follow me. You know that free Wi-Fi you hook up to and say, ooh, I got free Wi-Fi. No, somebody paying for that Wi-Fi. Maintenance of the household, grocery, that free grocery you get out the refrigerator, that ain't free. The free snacks you get out the cupboard, they ain't free. The free chips you get out of the cupboard, they ain't free. Somebody paying for them free chips and the free cookies. And that meal, you don't leave a tip for the person who cooked it, it ain't free neither. Now y'all follow me here. 
it's not free neither. So there, there's living at home with your parents' benefits that some of us benefit from. Now, David also reminds us of the benefits that God gives us daily. Let's go to Psalm 68 and 19. Psalms 68 and 19. Those what he says here in Psalms 68 and 19. Blessed be the Lord who daily loads us with benefits, the God of our salvation. So he says, blessed be the Lord who daily loads. Loads is an interesting word. It means to carry a heavy load, but it also means this, to put a large amount of something on something. To put a large amount of something on something. I'm going to borrow a couple of people. They don't even know I'm going to borrow it real quick, but uh, if they'll help me, I promise you it'll work out real quickly. Can I borrow you just for a minute, Sister Britton? If you just stand right there, I'm not going to touch you. Just stand right there and, and just stand right there and, and show real quickly the big muscles you got right there. Don't, don't hesitate. I know it's real right there. That's good. Brother Henry, can you grab your jacket? And what I want you to do is throw it over her shoulder real quick. Just to show you, when God loads you up, he loads you with this kind of benefits right here. You see how big that is on her? How it overshadows her? How it just, it just, like, it just swallows her up. This is what God does for us every day. Every, not, not, not some days, every day. This is a promise from God. He's going to load you up heavily every day. Thank you so much, my muscle woman, Sister Brittany. But that's how he does. He loads us up daily. Not just a small load, but a large load he puts on us every day. And what do he say I put on every day? The God of your salvation. He puts on you deliverance. He puts on you protection. And he puts on you prosperity. Every day. That's why he said he's the God of our salvation. Every day he puts this on us. And he doesn't just do it because he, he wants, I mean, excuse me, because he ain't got nothing else to do. He does this because he loves us. And you ought to realize that God loves you and, and he does this for you out of his commitment and his faithfulness to you. God loves us and he loads us daily with benefits. I thank God that they reminded us to praise and celebrate him. And, and, and bow down to the Lord, the Yahweh, who is committed to blessing us daily with advantages, profits, and gains. That's why we know that God is a God of more than enough. We have to learn how to appreciate and show gratitude to the many benefits that we see receive both spiritually and naturally. It's good to tell the Lord frequently, thank you for your many blessings. Thank you for your benefit package. Thank you for delivering me. Thank you. You know, as we, we talked about his divine protection, sometimes you ought to thank God for divine protection. Because, see, divine protection is like this. You don't always see divine protection. You just got to know that he's protecting you. See, the more you are, God's word is revealed to you, you will know that God must be protecting me. Because I was riding down the road and I was doing this, that, and the other. I, I was in the store and I was uh, in a certain aisle, in a certain place. I was in this place and all of a sudden this happened, but it, it did not come near your dwelling. Because God has, has protection around you. You ought to know God has been protecting you. You ever notice that sometimes people close to you can get something that you don't even get. 
You know, God must be divinely protecting me. And then, and then don't mess around and talk about, oh, I must have good luck. No, 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 no. no tell somebody, no, 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 no. Ain't no good luck. That is God's divine protection. Don't you talk about no circumstance and have to stand. No, that's God's divine protection. And so also this, when we go to our job or our business with a heart of thanksgiving for all the benefits and advantages that it provides for us, knowing that we could be, we could be seeking employment, looking for insurance. Our business could not be growing. We may not have any business clients. We thank God for every business client. We thank God for every benefit that comes our way. Yeah, I know you ain't making enough, but God still, despite that, God still providing for you. Yeah, I know you need to be paid three times as much as what you're being paid, but God still is protecting you and prospering you. You think God is is limited by some what a person says you can or could not make? No, God says I can do more than what they could ever do for you. That's why you put your trust in God and not in the system, not in man, not in what they're telling you. Because man will try to hold you back, but God will say, I, I got you, son. I got you, daughter. Oh, you ever, you ever been walking with God and God is saying, I got you. I, I got you. I'm going to provide every need according to my riches and glory by Christ Jesus. I'm going to do more than enough for your life. He's doing it for us right now. Then sometimes we need, as children, we need to, or as parents, we need to tell our parents and family, thank you for the benefit of living at home. Thank you for that free Wi-Fi. Thank you for that, all that, all the meals you provide for me. Thank you for the meals you put on the table. And I know I didn't tip you last week because of all the pork chops you cooked, but thank you for the pork chops and mashed potatoes. I should have left you a 20 for that, but now I appreciate what you've done for me. Thank you for what you've done for me. Isn't God wonderful to us? When we look back at Proverbs chapter 3, let's go back to Proverbs chapter 3, verse 5 and verse 6. And it reads, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your path. The first part is 3 and 5, trust, rely on, place confidence in the Lord with all your heart, all your heart, and lean don't find security and support and rest, not on your own understanding. Not that he's negating your own understanding. He says, just don't trust it. Don't put find security in it. Don't find support in it. Don't find rest in it. And when you do this and you follow that particular guide, you don't have, it's easier, I should say, for, all, for us to acknowledge him in all our ways. In that every way. We should acknowledge, recognize, seek to understand, distinguish, and discern. Why? Because we trust in the God that we acknowledge him. God, we're saying, I trust you with this decision right here. I trust you with what I'm about to ask for you, ask in your situation. I also trust you even if you don't respond the way I want you to. I, I trust you even though you don't respond as quickly as I want you to. Because I trust you got my best interest at heart. I could I could go to other, other means. I could try social media. I could try my friends. I could try family members. But can't nobody do me like Jesus. Boy, you proven in the past. They don't Listen, they may want to help me. They may have good intentions to help me. But they can't do me like Jesus. So I need to acknowledge you. 
And then as I acknowledge you, as I recognize you, I seek to understand and distinguish and discern you, you're going to direct my path. You're going to make it smooth and you're going to make it straight. Ooh, that's still that good right now. But don't let, when I say make it smooth and make it straight, fool you. Because his idea of making it smooth and straight, it might be say, take up your cross and follow me. That's making it smooth and straight. That don't sound like it's making it smooth and straight. But he's making it smooth and he's making it straight. He's doing that. And there's benefits when you uh, acknowledge God and you put him first in every aspect of your life. And you find the will of God in this part of your area, your life. What's the will of God for my life for this day? He makes a promise to smooth out our lives by acknowledging him. And again, our smooth idea and his smooth idea is sometimes going to be a little bit different. God will tell you, hey, I'm going to make your path smooth. And then he'll say, take up my cross and follow me. That don't sound like a smooth pathway to me. But that's what God does. We know that sometimes the road in life can get rough. Bumpy, and sometimes it might feel like we're losing control, but God promised to direct our path and smooth out our lives. Didn't he say in all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct our path? That is God's way of making our life smooth and not only that, productive. He's going to do that, but the, but you got to trust the process. You got to trust the process because the process is going to make it smooth and make it uh, smooth, but it's going to take some time for it is us in some areas. And we got to trust God in that process. And we can't get mad with God because we don't see it as smooth as quickly as we want it to. But the promise is with wisdom that we'll be able to be successful and happy in our careers, our families, our schools, our church, and so forth. And we continue to acknowledge him. And what happens is as we acknowledge him and as we go in his direction and as we keep following our omniscient God, he's going to smooth things out for us. He's going to smooth out. And, and some of us are witness to that because when some of us, when we first got married, listen, we tried to figure this out thing out on our own. And it got a little rough, but God said, you keep following me, I'll make it smoother and smoother. And you'll learn how to get along with one another a whole lot better than when you first did. Because some things will get on your nerves if you ain't careful. But God said, let me, come on, come on, keep following me. Don't, don't, don't run to divorce. Don't run to separation. Don't run to mama. Don't run to daddy. But run to me. And I'll smooth these things out for you. I'll smooth them out for you. But listen, if you run to another source, they can't smooth them out like God can. In fact, they'll make them a little bit bumpier along the way. They'll make, they'll bring some rough stuff in there. They'll bring, they'll bring unnecessary things into the equation if you don't do it God's way. If you bring in other people, bring in other things into your relationships, things that were once complicated and complex, will become smooth and God can straighten them out for you. Even in our finances, he'll learn how, he'll teach you how to budget your money. And I'll tell you, budget your money is sometimes, I'm going to say it can be difficult. I'm going to say it's tricky sometimes. Let's say tricky sometimes. Let's use the word tricky. You know, because sometimes you want to buy your, what you want to buy and then you can't because of budget restrictions. And you go to the store and you know it's on sale. Oh, that's 90 percent off. I know God won't mind if I get that. And, you know, he might not say a thing. But then you wonder where that budget going to go after that, you know. Well, I ain't got but two amens. But that's okay, though. 
We have to learn how to do it his way. Do it his way. I'm not saying it's going to be always going to be easy. That's why I said his idea is smooth and our idea is smooth may be a little bit different. That's why you can't lean on your own understanding. You got to acknowledge him and he shall direct our path. You got to be careful. Have you ever dealt with a situation, maybe a family member, a spouse, a friendship, and so forth, and it's a complicated situation? And you ever got advice from somebody, and the advice they gave you, you were more confused after the advice than you were before you asked them? Or you ain't lived long enough to despair something like that? Then sometimes people will give you advice, and you walk out there scratching your head. You'd be more confused than what you came in there about. At least I thought I knew what I was talking about, but now I don't even know my question. The, my question don't even make sense to even get. I'm so, so lost. That's why he says acknowledge him first, and he'll start to make your path smooth. God desires to bring some understanding and clarity in our lives, and our relationships, our finances, and so forth. I believe as we learn to acknowledge God, we can better receive his instruction. See, now, for me personally, I'm not a person that likes a lot of public recognition, but uh, it'd be sad to me. My daughter at the wedding says, I don't even know who my dad is. And I'm sitting right there on the front row. Front row. When I go now, when she went to her little gymnastics back in the day, I sure would make sure everybody knew that that was baby girl. And, as a, and people said, that's your dad, ain't it, Charity? And all she could say was, yes, that's him. Embarrassed the whole nine yards. And so you got to understand that sometimes, even if my wife come and say, you know what, uh, I, know my, I know my husband, I know they say he's sitting on the front row, but uh, and I am sitting on the front row, and I'm saying, yes, that, that is, because sometimes I go to functions in Paulton County, I am known as Miss Dobbs' husband. First name, Miss. Middle name, Dobbs. Last name, husband. Nobody knows my name. And that's fine, because I don't have no problem with that, but then if I'm in the room and nobody even know that part, Miss Dobbs' husband, there might be a problem now. Especially as good as she looks, after people let people know. Are y'all following me here? So now, can you imagine, God, how he must feel in our daily lives, our routines, our making big decisions, how we spend money, our school situations, and we don't intentionally seek to find out his thoughts in certain matters, his perspective, his mind, his insight, his teaching, and so forth? Can you imagine how he must be going through? We confess to be Christ-like, but we don't make meaningful efforts to understand his views in our thinking, in our talking, and in our actions. We thank God for his grace and his mercy, but we have to do better. I need to lead my family better. I need to lead God's people better. We have to learn to acknowledge God more intentionally, simply put. we can. Then when we do that, we can expect for him or look for him to smooth things out. In our lives. Just like, for example, I thought about when we started out in 2020 with following our omniscient God. You notice as we went through the year, how that became smoother. As we went and we talked about it, we learned about it, we studied it and so forth, we learned how to follow our omniscient God better. 
that we don't stop with that process. We just continue to add it on to trusting the Lord wholeheartedly. And we're learning how to do that. Remember, we talked about how we need to learn that in our process for 2021 and beyond. And we all need some areas, situations, and so forth, straight out in our lives. Smooth to God is us handling the situation better than we did before. Smooth to God is handling the situation better than we did before. It's called maturity. Maturity. You're maturing when you handle the situation better than you did before. Same situation, different people, you handle it better. Because you know the same problem's going to come up, it's going to have a different person name on it. They just, we just need to understand, or we handle it better than we did before. That's why the Lord provides us instructions by teaching us doctrine, correcting us, giving us direction and discipline, rebuking us, etc., according to Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 3. In fact, let's go to Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 3. Now, some instruction provides information, understanding, knowledge, warnings, correction, discipline, and such like. Now, in order for us to grow and mature spiritually and naturally, we need good, sound doctrine. So notice with Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 3 how it reads, to receive, to seize, to lay hold, to inquire the instructions. What instruction? The direction, the correction, and the discipline of wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. And more more specifically, I'm talking about godly wisdom, godly justice, godly judgment, and godly equity. We learning how to do it God's way. But remember, Solomon said in the beginning of this writing, this is some things I'm going to be teaching you throughout this particular reading. You're going to be reading when you read the book of Proverbs. You're going to get, listen, let me say this to you. Wisdom is going to be talking to us. Equity is going to be talking to us. Justice is going to be talking to us. And judgment is going to be talking to us. But when it gives the direction, the correction, and the discipline, we got to receive it. Because God's not going to make us receive it. He says, listen, when you read the book of Proverbs, this is something you should get out of it. Now, he goes on to tell us in other aspects of things we should get. But these are things we should get when we read the book of Proverbs. So when God reveals these things to us, we need to be in a position that we receive it. Be in a position where you see, we can't buck it. We can't say, you know what? This is not for me. God knows if we don't need today, we're going to need it real soon. Because he knows. That's why the Holy Spirit continues to lead and to guide us into all truth. Now, Solomon encouraged to take advantage and take hold of the instruction from God for our everyday life. Which says, I trust you with God in my life and I trust you wholeheartedly. Now, one thing I want to look at these words here. When I talk about the words instruction, direction, correction, and discipline, these four words are many times used to define one another. What do you mean by that, Pastor Sometimes when I use the word discipline, I may give it the definition of correction, direction, and instruction. When I use the word instruction, I may give it the definition of direction, correction, and discipline. 
Sometimes when I, I use the word direction, I may give the definition correction, discipline, and instruction. So my point is this. Direction, correction, discipline, and instruction are important to a believer's life. They are very important to our spiritual growth and development. And one thing, I, I got it written down a little bit later, but I, I felt, feel let, feel let's say it now. We all need more godly discipline. Godly discipline. What do you mean godly discipline? Studying scripture. Not on Sundays only, but throughout the week. We need Prayer, not just praying when things are going wrong, but we need a prayer life. Prayer life. We don't need to just be praying when trouble comes. We need to be in, in a, always in a mindset of prayer. Men ought to always to pray and not lose heart. Not lose heart. We know that good direction will help us to overcome some of the complicated situation in our lives. When we follow this, it helps to smooth our pathway out. Sometimes these problems arise to help us to smooth our pathway out, to give us discipline. You ever know sometimes when trouble comes, we'll pray even more fervently? You ever notice that sometimes when trouble comes, you will say, hey, God, what's your, what do you want me to do in this situation? This is a little bit more than I can handle on my own. You start to acknowledge him. See, these things bring about instruction, direction, correction, and discipline. See, when we, God's instruction will help us correct areas in us and around us. His instruction will help us develop discipline in us. And it gives us insight, strength, and power to obey his will and his word that we hear week in and week out. Now, let's look at four areas that Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 3 gives us that of instruction that benefits us according to this scripture. One, godly wisdom. Godly wisdom. Godly wisdom is to behave wisely. To be skillful and intelligent. To have insight and understanding. To be prudent and prosperous. To comprehend. I like this definition. To teach, but also wisdom is to be teachable. To consider a matter God's way. Let me read this to you again. To behave wisely. To be skillful and intelligent. To have insight and understanding. To be prudent and prosperous. To comprehend. To teach and be teachable. You know, if somebody's going to teach me, I want to have godly wisdom. You can be five or ten or twenty, but you can have godly wisdom. You remember when Jesus, when they found him, he was among the scribes. What was he doing? Teaching. God, because he had godly wisdom. He had godly wisdom. So, I like this up. Consider a matter God's way. When you look at wisdom, you got to consider a matter God's way. Not the way you think about it. That's why he said don't lean on your own understanding. I've got to do it his way. Now, let's go to Joshua chapter 1, verse 7 and verse 8. The book of Joshua. Chapter 1, verse 7 and verse 
Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses, my servant, commanded you. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. This book of the law should not depart from your mouth, but you should meditate in it day and night. Day and what? That you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. So the key to this wisdom that Joshua operated in was staying in God's word day and night. Now you may not be reading your Bible because you can't, can't, don't, please don't try to read your Bible and ride down the road. But meditate. Give in the morning, get a scripture, meditate on scripture. Be careful what comes in your ear gate, your eye gate. Don't let it take from what God is doing in your life. The next one is godly justice. Now, I put godly in front of these because you don't get confused with man's wisdom or man's justice confused with godly wisdom and godly justice. Are y'all following me here? This definition means rightness, righteousness, justice in case or cause, deliverance, victory, and prosperity. Again, godly justice is rightness. Righteousness, justice in case or cause, deliverance, victory, and prosperity. We've seen a lot in this world that may cause us to wonder, is God's, is justice being carried out? When we see things happen to people, the outcome for one might look different than the next person. If your confidence was in man's system, you probably have a problem because even, you may have a problem. Because even in God's system, he works it according to his will and not the way it, we think it should be. God's justice is right every time. But he does it the way he wants to do it. He does it the way he wants to do it. And I promise you, most people don't agree with the way God does it. That's why he'll tell you something like this. Vengeance is mine, saith the Lord, I will repay. But he don't do it when you want him to. Paul was persecuting Christians. Persecuting the church. Now, if he came to your house and persecuted you, and you asked God to stop him, but he didn't, then you might think God had forgotten about you during the process. But God had never forgotten about what Paul done. Don't you ever think. People think they get away with something. They never get away with God. Psalm 73 talks about it. David put it like this. I, I was, I was, I'm paraphrasing. I was a little troubled because I see the wicked people prospering and people doing right, not even getting a fair shake. But then he said, I knew their end. What's interesting, he said, I, they'll go their whole life. May not never seem like they get punished for what they did wrong. But God knows their end. And what if he decided to save them? Can you imagine? That's why when Paul got saved, a lot of people had a trouble receiving from Paul because they, some people knew what Paul done in his past. What if your enemy got saved? Could you handle that? Like, oh, I can't receive them because, but then God may have to visit you like he did some of the brothers in that particular day and say, hey, I need you to go minister to so-and-so. Well, that messed you up. Some of us mess up a little bit. 
I call certain names right now. And if God told you to go minister to them, could you do it if he told you to? Let that sink in for a moment. This is why God's test us. This ain't mine. This ain't mine. This is God's way of doing things. He's right, he, he's right every time. Now, go to Psalms chapter 4, verse 5. Psalms. That's why I, I emphasize godly justice. I don't want you to think it's Pastor Dobbs now. Because a lot of folks, I'll be on God. I ain't going to lie to you. But I can't do it the way God wants. I can't do it my way and God's way at the same time. Psalms chapter 4, verse 5. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust in the Lord. Offer the sacrifices of righteousness and put your trust, your confidence, your hope in the Lord. The third aspect he talks about here in this verse is godly judgment. Godly judgment is deciding a case, a process, and procedure for litigation or decision making. Deciding a case, a process, and procedure for litigation or decision making. We may be quick to render judgment on others, but not have a good process and procedure for our own decision making. Not knowing the individual heart. God looks at the heart of the motives of individual. Isn't that wonderful? Because when, when, you got to sense that when Dave was doing what he's done, the Bible says that God looked at the heart of David. And he was a man after his own heart. Now, the thing you understand about David is, that David was in a position that he was actually hurting other family members. Y'all follow me? But he was still a man after his own heart. Our decision making needs to be rooted and grounded in God's written and revealed word. We have to make a daily effort to keep, keep, preserve, and practice God's word in our thinking, our talking, and our actions when it comes to judgment. Go to Leviticus 18, verse 4 and 5. The book of Leviticus chapter 18 and verse 4 and verse 5. I want to say something to you while, while you get Leviticus 18 chapter 4 and verse 5. Never make a judgment off a 10 second clip you see on television. Never make a judgment off a 10 second clip you see on television. Because a lot of times that whole clip is a lot longer than 10 seconds. And you got to be able to judge based on the whole clip, not based on 10 seconds. The media wants to get you up, up, up rolling. They want you to watch their television broadcast. You need to know the, the source of the media. The more people watch, the more people they can charge for advertising and the more ma- money they can make. Don't you know that the, uh, the devil is the prince of the power of air? In other words, one of the definitions is the media. That he can, he can try to manipulate folks. He has folks getting mad and upset. He'll cause uproar and chaos in the city, in the country, and so forth. But you can't fall for the trick of the enemy. Because he'll play with you. He'll mess with you. I, saw, I was watching one of my cartoons one day, and I saw a spirit that, that was causing chaos. I said, that number came straight from the devil right there. Chaos and confusion in the land. What? Of 10 seconds. 10 seconds. And you know what a lot of times you see people do? They want justice off 10 seconds. 
Y'all missed that. Y'all missed that. They want justice now. Ten seconds. Now, let the process play out. Because would you want somebody to put justice on you for ten seconds? Ten seconds. Hold on that. It's more than a story in them ten seconds. You got to be able to. And that's why we, listen, whatever man soweth, that shall he what? Reap. All right, now, let's go to Leviticus 18, verse 4 and verse 5. You shall observe my judgments and keep my ordinance to walk in them. I am the Lord your God. You should therefore keep my statutes and my judgments, which if a man does, he shall live by them. I am the Lord. The fourth one, godly equity, evenness, uprightness, straightness, smoothness, godly equity, evenness, uprightness, straightness, and smoothness. The Lord has a way of smoothing things out as long as we put our trust in him to do so. He knows how to right the wrongs. But we have to place more confidence in him than in man. Can you place it in yourself? We have to lead the judge to him and allow him to bring equity to all situations in the world and in his church, even if he does it a little bit later. One of the things I was reading, I think it was a Sunday school lesson or maybe a devotion time, whatever it was. But you notice in the Old Testament, even when the children of of, uh, Israel were in bondage in Israel before Moses came, there were a lot of people that were born and died in slavery. I mean, that's reality. I can't sit there and take away the facts. We, we know God eventually delivered them, but before they got delivered, there were some people that went through a horrendous trial. I was reading about one situation. There were people that got locked up, not locked up, but were in captivity for years before God delivered them out of that situation. I was reading one situation. They were locked up. They were in bondage for 70 years. Before God sent a deliverer. You know some people were born and died in their captivity before their, maybe their children or their grandchildren got delivered. You need to understand that about God. God's timing, we have to work with that. You can't get mad with God's timing. God's timing is real. I know God, listen, God don't miss a trick, y'all. He don't miss nothing. But don't think God going to do it on your timing and not his own timing. I thought about another example. Hitler was killing folks for years. God could have stopped him at a moment just like that. But you know what God did? He did absolutely nothing. Pastor, it ain't fair what they doing out there. I know. Could God stop it? Yes. But he chooses what? Not to. What you do? Get mad at God? Cause, and this is what people get upset with God sometimes. Well, don't he got power to stop it? Yeah, he does. Why don't he stop it then? That means he takes away people's free will choice. And if he takes away free will choice for one, what about you? What about you? You can't get mad. People will pay the price for what they did wrong. But he's not going to do it on our timing. You know, we want, we want a front row seat. You know what we want? Don't be real. That's why people, you know when people do wrong, I, I remember watching some of the rides one day. They were outside the jail wanting people to, to execute this brother right now. 
Let the brother go through trial. You know why? You want to go through trial. You don't want to be show uh prove it, excuse me, made guilty before your time. Even if you're guilty, you may not be guilty at all. And that's why sometimes we get mad with folks that when they say, hey, that person's innocent, we're going to let them go. I can't believe they're going to let them go. They won't get away from God, y'all. They won't get away from God. I promise you they won't. But what, what about this? What if they repent? Think about this. Paul killed Christians. Killed them. And then he repented. What about the relatives of the person he's killed? We can't, we can't get on God's level. That's why you got, look, watch this. I know you may not like it, but I'm just going to be honest with you. We got to stay in our lane. Stay in our lane. This was stuff that, I don't, let me tell you something. When God tells us about his equity, his judgment, and his justice, that's his business. That's his business. I can't, listen, that's a lot of stuff I wish, you know, God would do differently, but he don't. He don't. But we got to trust him wholeheartedly that he got the best interest in heart. Man, let me get, I didn't mean to get that far into that, but let me go a little further. Woo. Let's go to Psalms 9, verse 8. I want to read a few scriptures, and I'm going to go back and finish this up. Psalms 9 and verse 8. Hold on, be patient. We're going to get through this, y'all. Psalms 9 and verse 8. He shall judge the what? World. He shall judge the what? World. Nobody in the world going to be uh, missed in that situation. Everybody going to be judged. But not by us unless we're in right standing. In righteousness. And he should administer judgment for the people in uprightness. Let's go to Psalms 75 and verse 2. Psalm 75 and verse 2. Boy, this powerful right here. Psalm 75, verse 2. I will judge, I will choose the proper time. I will judge uprightly. But notice what he said in that first part of Psalms 75, verse 2. I will choose the proper time. Notice, he didn't say, I will ask Dobbs when the proper time going to be. He says, I will choose the proper time. And when God chooses it, so be it. We, stick, we go in line with God. That's why you got to learn how to trust God. Because when you see stuff happening in society, happening in the world, you can get in a situation where you want to render judgment. When you got to rely on the judgment of God. No one escapes the, the, the excuse me, the, no one escapes God's equity. But understand, he will do it in his timing. There are times where God will wait until later after the one that's done wrong has gone on. And God will judge that person that did them wrong. The Holy Spirit, I, I was reading a story the other day, and there was somebody that did somebody wrong. It was 20 years later before that person got. Amazing. Just amazing. Holy Spirit will guide us to a place where the Lord is giving his instructions that is beneficial to us in our daily life, whether it's our devotion time, riding in the car, prayer time, sharing the good news with others, 
our pastor feeding us knowledge and understanding and so forth. And as we share Jesus with others, we need wisdom to share the proper information that will help that individual see Jesus. Now, we see it based on Proverbs chapter 1 and verse 3. The Lord gives us instruction in wisdom, justice, judgment, and equity. And this wide range of instruction that prepares us to win souls for Christ. When I say win soul for Christ, I mean he's making us ready to win souls for Christ. Go to Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 30. The book of Proverbs chapter 11 and verse 30. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins souls is wise. The fruit of the righteous is a tree of life. And he who wins, who captures, who seizes, who snatches away souls. Souls is a person. The inner man, the mind of a person is wise. Many people are wounded, disappointed, been betrayed, abused, and misused. Such with life and we're supposed to walk up to them and say, Jesus love you and expect to snatch them away from the burdens of their life? Oh, no, 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 no. It don't quite happen like that in some circumstances. It takes godly wisdom to win people to Jesus. Notice the latter part of Proverbs 11.30. And he who wins, who captures, who sees, snatch away what? Souls. The person, the inner man, the mind of a person is wise. They're wise, they're skillful, they're crafting, they're subtle, and they are learned. They're skillful, they're crafty, they're subtle, and they are learned. They are wise in Christian ways of doing things. We have to be intentional in not leaning and relying on our own, own understanding when it comes to winning people to Jesus. The methods that work for us may not work for others, but our methods must be motivated by God's love. Let me say that to you again. Our methods need to be motivated by God's love. One way that we can find out what works is ask our omniscient God, the Holy Spirit, to lead and to show us ways to talk to people in a manner that will lead them to Christ and not away to Christ. Let's look at three skills to help us to win people to Christ. One, we got to be subtle. Subtle means to be delicate and precise. To be delicate and precise. Crafty and learn. Crafty, to be crafty means to be, is a spiritual perspective, is to achieve or to achieve at getting people to experience the saving power of Jesus Christ by being prepared and clever. The Bible says you need to be able to give an answer to all men. All men. So we need to be subtle. We need to be crafty. Subtle. We're going to be delicate and precise. We're going to be crafty. We're going to have spiritual perspective. We're going to be able to persuade others about the saving power of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We have to be learned the things of God and the things of this world. So we're going to be effective and apply his word. And the third aspect that we got to be learned. Learns we need to have much knowledge acquired by studying scriptures to be adequately taught instructions and to apply those in our everyday life. One thing I've learned about you can share the word much better when you apply the word in your everyday life. You can share it a whole lot better when you can apply. You know how, why I can apply prayer? 
are praying. You know, I can apply giving, I give. You know, I can apply love, I love. This is, it, to me, it makes it more real when you can say it from a place of love. And it needs to be from love. You don't need to be trying to make up stories. Just tell people about the saving power of Jesus and God can save you just like he can save everybody else. Be subtle, be crafty, and be learned. Then when you go, when you get in the position, go back and study scripture. And then you'll be able to apply those same scriptures when you tell others about the saving power of Jesus Christ. He who wins souls is wise. His instruction and wisdom help us to think, talk, and act more like Jesus in our everyday life. Now, I hope you've seen in today's message when we acknowledge God in all our ways, his direction will give us wisdom for our life. Whether it's in relationships, financial matters, career opportunities, decision making, family matters, church matters, and most importantly, our relationship with Jesus and others. As we trust the Lord wholeheartedly, he will give us wisdom for our life if we will receive it. Did y'all see that in the text? If you'll receive it, he'll give it to you. Listen, God don't want to hold anything back from us. He don't want to hold anything back from us. He knows what we need, how we, when we need it, and the matter we need it in. He, and let me say this to you. God has given us wisdom. He's given it to us. Not only is he giving it to us, he gives it to us daily. You know, one of the great things I often tell y'all about God is this. When I say he loads us daily with benefits, I mean every day. He gives an opportunity to get his wisdom. The greatest benefit to me you will have in your life. To be able to receive his word and apply it in your everyday life. Thank you so much for listening to today's message. Please subscribe to our podcast. And if you're ever in the Villarica area, you can visit us at 3193 South Van Wert Road in Villarica, Georgia on Sunday mornings at 10 and Wednesday evenings at 7. You can also reach us at 770-459-6221. That's 770-459-OCC1. Follow us on Facebook at Overcomers Christian Center and visit us online at OCCVR.org. We pray that you're empowered and equipped in today's world.